Hey guys, Shane here. I just wanted to say thank you, as always, for listening to the Crow Pod. And uh, if, if you like what we do here and want to help us out, you can go to uh, anchor.fm backslash crowpod and click on the support button. You got three different options there, uh, 99 cents. $4.99 and $9.99 uh, monthly contribution. Anybody who does the $4.99 level, uh, you get one live read per month on air or, you know, like on, on the main show for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. If you do the $9.99, we'll give you a live read uh, every single episode uh, the, of the main show. So every single week on the main Crow Pod, uh, we'll give you a shout out for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. So, uh, just like I said, you go to anchor.fm backslash crowpod, click on support, and uh, we'll, we'll get that message out to all of our listeners every single week. And, and that goes out not only on the crowpod network, but on the heart and hand network as well. Welcome back to another episode of the Crow Pod. A banner day for pedophiles everywhere. Uh, and of course, joining me for that is Mr. David Edgar. Hi, Dave. Well, that's an intro. Uh, <laughs> notebooks out, daily record journalist uh, on that one, I think. Um, I've just done that thing where I was pouring myself a drink, and you know that way it becomes a gamble, as in there's just a little amount left in the bottle, and you, you wonder if you're going to run out of room in the glass. Oh. But you, but you can't uh, stop. You can't leave just... So I've gone right up to the top. So if you'll excuse me a moment. <laughs> right, got it. I'd done that thing where I'd overfilled it and it was sitting right on the it's limit. Precariously close. Yeah, so I had to do the, the kind of slurp to get it out because if I tipped it up, it would have gone all over the place. But no, all good. Hi, Todd. Todd Van Allen is here. I am glorious. I am notorious. On Insta, I slide into your DMs like Porteous. Not last night, you didn't. <laughs> yep, the world ended for about seven hours. The world hours. ended. Yep, which was great because uh, I was glad when it, when Facebook came back up because I had a guy who I used to work with in 2009 come to my house and tell me how far he'd run yesterday, um, which would have been <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I was in danger of, of going to bed without uh-huh. knowing. Um, I, that, I could, I could not find that. a source of ivermectin anywhere, so I <laughs> yeah. was really fucked. Oh. I am accused of being arrogant, right? And maybe it's true, maybe it's true. But <laughs> I am not someone who would ever feel that it would be important enough for me to share with anyone how far I had run, cycled, or how long I had spent in a gym today. If you're one of these people who you, I think, I think the app is called Strava. If you're one of the people who uses Strava, let me just take you aside for a second. Sit, come, come, come sit down with David here. <laughs> leave, it, leave in a wee bit of room. There you go, right? Just sit down. You already? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a flying fuck. It's great that you're exercising and it's great that you're running about. 
Take a photo, even, of something nice you've seen in your run. Do not post up a little map of the tiny little bit of Glasgow that you have run. Nobody cares. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't even do that. And, like, if I if I survive a bike ride, that's like a monumental fucking occasion. And yeah, even I'm you, not posting this stuff up. You use the Facebook check-in. Shane marked himself <laughs> safe uh, <laughs> after a bike ride. That's slightly different. But, yeah, Actually, I mean, it's just... Shane does that, like, you know, normally people do it for, like, earthquakes, fires, you know, natural disasters. Uh, Shane checks in on Facebook to uh, indicate his safety when going to the fridge, um, flushing the the bathroom, flushing the toilet aggressively. Coffee. (laughs) Sitting outside on the porch, yeah. Um, It's a a very helpful tool for friends of Shane to know that he's actually all right. But, no, look, I get all social media's posturing, right? And Mm -hmm. did did I do it last year when I was getting into football and nobody else was? You fucking bet I did, right? You <laughs> bet I did. Hey, look at me, folks. What are you up to today? Let me guess. Nothing? Well, I was, uh, yeah. So we all do it, but at least there's a, re- you know, if somebody posts a picture of the pet or, or you know, where they've been or even their dinner, right? There's at least a reason for it. Whereas, no, I went for a run. Here's a map of the little bit that I ran. And it's like, just say, you know, I was out for a run today and I did a really good time and I'm proud of myself. I will come on and go, well done. That's great. You know, well done. Well, I don't want, oh, here we go, lads. Another daily update of how far I ran today. I don't give a fuck. Also, why am I still (laughs) talking to you? We worked together for four months in 2009. Get the fuck off my feed. So, no, I didn't miss Facebook. I did miss WhatsApp. Not going to lie. I don't use that. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not hip to the WhatsApp scene. I also don't use Instagram, mm-hmm. so face Facebook's more a tool for Messenger, really. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I felt I felt so disconnected from you guys yesterday. I know like, that was sad. Where I was like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna have to like, just chance that we'll all turn up at the same time. Or or like, do we like message like you know add ourselves into tweets and let the rest of the world see our private messages like no. animals? God no. No. <laughs> If you were Twitter yesterday, though, you were just sitting, weren't you, with the smuggest guy, just sitting back yeah, at the yeah, desk yeah. with the feet up, um, just sitting <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but then Twitter went down for like an hour and a half too, yes. o- overnight. So you, you, you guys would, but well, not me and Todd still would have been awake. The, yeah. the other part of this would have been in bed. Yeah. I mean, really, like I, I was waiting for somebody to break out like MSN chat. And we were all yeah. just going to flood back into there. Or, 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 or AIM, maybe. We could all get back on AIM. Uh, well, Todd, you're Canadian. You could have went and seen the guy who ran BlackBerry and just said, yep, you know. that's true. Yep. That, interesting enough, well, interesting if you're a geek like I am. But um, there's a great book about uh, BlackBerry called Losing the Signal. Right. Which I recommend people, you know, who are interested in this kind of thing read. And what killed BlackBerry was BBM going down for five days. And they had no idea what caused it, why yep. it happened. But that absolutely killed it because I don't think it'll happen to Facebook because I think Facebook's so kind of inured into people's lives. that You know, it's dug its wee hole. None of us like it, but we all have a reason to use it. Mm-hmm. I stored my photographs there. I arranged to play fives on it, whatever. Um, but basically what happened to BlackBerry and just over the course of a week is that people who were kind of thinking about drifting to iPhone anyway all fucked off to new platforms. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah. They were, and it, it just absolutely screwed them. So I was, I was thinking about that last night. But I did like all the reports. You know, oh, Mark Zuckerberg has lost seven billion pounds because of this, uh, this 
this outage. Yeah, you'll get it back by what Friday. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's oh, yeah. Monopoly money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. real. <laughs> None of yeah, like they didn't real. they didn't uh, send a truck into his room yeah. where he keeps yeah, all his money going right just start shoveling it billion. in lads yeah, yeah. seven billion euros yeah exactly it's, it's and you're supposed to I think feel sorry for them but that point no. you're like, wow he's lost seven billion quid uh-huh. um but one of the reasons money's sort of on my mind uh or of course is brand van 3000 told us got my mind on my money and my money on my mind, on my mind. Yes. Uh, as i think we we all recall um that mm-hmm. Yeah, I I got a, a phone call this morning from my mum. Um, oh. She's always pleasant. Yeah, and she you said, tell her I say hello. She doesn't. Know I will. Me, but, yeah. I always do. No, don't worry, don't worry. I always do. My mum's my mum's one of these people who tells me stories about people she, I don't know. So I assume that oh, I've got the right to do that. Oh, oh dude, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you, you know Jenny, don't you? know? Well, anyway, no, her, her right. daughter. All right, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, it's think, it is the worst with with my parents because my father was a a uh, uh, he's a retired minister now. So like he was one of the uh, one of the local religious dudes and so you know obviously people in congregation they just assume that i know them even though i haven't seen these people in 20 years or they came in long after i left and it's like huh. well you know you you know the burks no i uh, don't no. yes you do ron and sheila burke that's no, what i, I always like about it parents always in they argue with you that you're yeah. wrong about knowing right. someone. Oh, yes, you this do. Is, this is my favorite. Yes, you do. No, I don't, Mom. They always had that there that house in the corner. Always had the garage partially <laughs> up. He had one leg. No, Mom, I don't know. Well, you do know them. Okay, yes. Let's. It's quicker. So yeah. It's it's when you go. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Well, she well, passed it's, away. It's see, like, it's, okay. it's, it seems like with me, I can just do the basic. But you know, my 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 folks are both in their seventies. Mm-hmm. I'm in my thirties. So I can do the math here pretty quick and just be like, no, that 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 guy probably died before I was even born. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I don't remember Jerry who lived on Plank Road, who had who had the uh, the V twin that he crashed right. into that sixty three Ford. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> well, my my mom calls and she says, yes. "Do you remember Auntie Jean?" And I said, "Of course, you're my uncle James's wife." And she said, "No, no." You're great, Auntie Jean, because one thing about Ayrshire, especially Ayrshire Protestant families, is there's only six names um, right. and everybody gets called the same thing. So in my family, everybody's called David or Alex if you're a boy mm-hmm. and uh, Anne or Jean if you're a girl. So she said, um, no, no, you're great, Aunt Jean. I said, I've got a great Aunt Jean. She said, yeah, I, I didn't think you'd, remen- um, you'd remember her. The last time you saw you'd be a really wee boy. She moved away years ago you know she was not your real aunt you know it was like someday my mum called auntie who was a friend of my my grand and she said well anyway she's left you three thousand pounds in her will and i was like really i love great angie i said oh great great and i was like that i said mum that's a bit odd and she went yeah yeah we're trying to figure it out um I said, how much did she leave my sister? She went, nothing. I said, right, okay. Um, and, and I said, right. That's really um, why we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> I said, well, this is the good thing about my mum living in the same house for the last 40 years, is that's that's how her estate, if you like, got in touch with my mum. And she said, the best thing we can come up with is that you were your granny's favourite. And therefore, she's she's just, you know, remembered that and that that's why she's gone for you. Um, yeah. And I said, oh, well, thanks, Granny. Another, you know, another victory for me. Um, but, but here's one of the problems. My sister hears this, right? And Anne thinks that 
she has to work really hard for everything she has in life and everything comes really easy to me. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Um, but it's hardly my fault. So right. this was just an answer. She's like to me, well, am I getting any of it? I don't, and I, I, I really don't want to disrespect Auntie Jean's wishes. <laughs> there must have been a reason why you didn't you didn't mm. get this. And, I, I, you know, she's not even in the ground yet, or she might be. I don't fucking right. know. She could have died a year ago. For All, already I'm picturing her as Janice from The Sopranos. <laughs> don't you, my sister is lovely. This is part of the problem. My sister is lovely. She's a really okay. nice person. She's really hardworking. She's, you know, mother of two kids, great family, right. her and her husband. You know, um, they, they're, they're the type that they do stuff in the local community. Um, so she's like she, the opposite of you. She's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So entire, you are the Janice of the family. But yeah, but her entire life, because I'm older than her, it's basically been, you know, she goes to school, oh, you're David Edgar's sister, right? Um, mm. She goes to the, the secondary school, ah, it's David Edgar's wee sister. People, as she said, she goes, I'm 40, and people will always say, that's David Edgar's sister, not mm. I am, you know, an individual. Uh, and then she's always thought that I was like her grandparents' favourite, which I was, right? She thinks I'm my mum and dad's favourite, which I probably am. Um, and this kind of stuff's just, so she's like, well, you know what are you going to do with the money? And I said, well, I'm going to I'm going to put it away. And she went, oh, that doesn't sound like you. I said, yeah, I'm going to put it away into stuff I'm buying. So this morning, already, <laughs> right? I bought a new suit, I bought a new watch, bought okay. cufflinks, a new tie, and a tie pin because I'm I'm going to the Brian Loudrop dinner next week. Beautiful. So I'm going yeah. to dress up. Going to dress up. Yep. Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I need shoes. Actually, I had a pair of regular done. Well done. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there a is there a Facebook went down Castor line that you that you can use? Yeah, it's bound to be. But um, so I'm I'm just kind of working my way through this. But the only other person I know whose whose rage I thought would be as funny would be Cammy. So because mm-hmm. Cammy's the same. Cammy thinks everything comes dead easy to me, and he has to work really hard for stuff. And again, right. it's true. So mm-hmm. I said to him, "You know how you think I'm dead lucky?" <laughs> and he just immediately posted in, in the the. WhatsApp group we're in, Cammy Leaves group. Uh, <laughs> so I told him my story, and he's like, how the fuck does stuff happen to you? You're a bad person. Bad stuff should happen to you. Whereas I'm a good person, and good stuff happens to me. And I said, well, maybe we need to discuss the concept of good and evil. Maybe your definition <laughs> of good and evil are actually wrong, Cameron. So... Again, and, and again, what is it to me? Cammy goes, well, can I have some of it? No, you fucking can't have some of it. What the fuck mm-hmm. am I? Fucking Bill Gates Foundation, you get fuck all. <laughs> you know, I must look like an absolute sap. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. The I I was thinking about when you said there's like three names uh, in 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 your neighborhood. So whenever we go to to Italy uh, and we stay at my my in laws' house that they have there in this little town called Proseri, um, we we have to at some point. If you if you're married to an Italian or you're Italian yourself, you know you have to go visit the cemetery. Right. It has to be done every time you have to go to the cemetery. And speaking, uh, this is like a conversation I'm having with uh, her in-laws. Well, do you know uh, Uncle Uncle Julio? No, I don't. Well, he's dead. So that's <laughs> that's where we're going. But the and it, it, it creeps me out every time we go there because. Um, in Italy, my wife's name is common, and especially common in her in the town that she grew up in, or in, in the town that her, her folks are from. Um, in fact, the ch- one of the main churches, it's a town of a thousand people, they have like 18 churches. But one of the main ones mm. is uh, named Santa Agata, which is 
my wife's name. And uh, they have like a festival for Santa Agata. And so you know, every Your day. Your wife's you know. named after Santa. Yeah, Santa. She is. It's, awesome. it's really weird. Uh, and by the way, shit gifts at Christmas. I don't understand. <laughs> um, it's, it's the, that's the irony I will never understand. So um, whenever we go to the funeral, the, the, the cemetery, there are 18 tombstones that we see no less than 18 with her exact name on it oh wow and, and i'm like i know we have to go see your relatives but does this not creep you the fuck out does this <laughs> not like full name, first name last name right there in fact her entire family has some like there is some gravestone in this very kind of small quaint um cemetery where they're all kind of like listed there already like they aren't already naming them for like this is going to happen these are people who have the same names <laughs> and so it's just so like oh there's your dad how do we feel about him lately is this good okay no this is this is sad okay um but it's it's also the same like the, th- the the thing that happens with us too is that um in the same way that everyone knows your sister is oh you're david Eggers' sister my 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 mother-in-law is well loved in the town like her family has is, is is has been great. Her father is 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 known there as well, but not as much as my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, when she shows up, she's the fucking mayor. Like right. she walks into the piazza, and everyone's like, "Oh, Katarina!" And then they all come over. It's like, "Oh, you'll come to dinner and dinner, and we'll do this and that, and that." And she's exhausted by the time she gets back after three months. <laughs> she's she's just like, "If I see another fucking cannoli, like I just like that." <laughs> But when we go, people will will see my wife, and she looks very much like her mother, as she should. Um, that's how genetics works. And they will come up and say, "Scusi, Serafina de Catarina, are you the daughter of 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 Catarina?" And she'll go, "Yes." And then we'll have a conversation, and then we're having dinner at their place that night. Like it, it, it never it never fails. And we have since made the law that. If we go to a lunch at someone's house, we are not going to dinner because we did that once and we fucking paid the price. It was <laughs> unrelenting. Like, we couldn't move. So um, this, this doesn't sound bad to me that you go there and they just feed you. I, I oh, think that sounds awesome. It's yeah, but some of the people are odd. Like they're, they're just oh. like we have this one guy we call Polenta Frank because <laughs> he uh, he brags about how good his polenta is. So, uh, so we That's go, the we, most we, no. yeah. I've ever held. right. Polenta Frank. <laughs> so we get there and sure enough, the polenta was great, but it's like this small little kitchen. He's got this, it's, it's, it's a small kitchen, probably about like, like 10 by 10. Look at, look at my recording studio. It's like, yeah, it's about this size. So 10 foot by 10 foot kitchen, uh, wife's making dinner. He's got the polenta covered. He's got that done, but he's got a 85 inch television against the wall. Um, oh. and he eats in an easy chair pulled up to the table um, with the volume, I'm going to say, somewhere just below Jet Engine. Um, <laughs> and then we're having to have a conversation over it. It's like, and he's a lovely gentleman, but just they're, they're small town peculiar. Like, I get it. Yeah. There's not much to do. Like, I, I totally get this. So there was one day, we, and, and the, actually the day that we met him, we were walking through the piazza and no one was making a move towards us. And my wife says to me, oh, I think we're clear. And I went, nope. Say la filia de Caterina in three, two, one. And literally some guy tapped her on the shoulder. Scusi. <laughs> and that's how we got polenta for dinner that night. Um, but now it's to the point we've been going there kind of like obviously COVID kind of took a hit for us. Yeah. But now they see us as a couple 
And I will go as like, oh, we're out of something. Can you go pick it up at the the convenience store in the, in the piazza? So I'll be walking to the piazza and there's like two old women kind of sitting there having a chat with themselves. And as I'm walking back, they go, scusi, say il marito de la figlia de Caterina. Are you the husband of the daughter of Caterina? I say, yes, I am that. It's like, uh, so long story short, we had ham. So, yeah, it's just it's incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah, like like I say, I'm not I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing anything bad. I'm I'm kind of I'm up well, there thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm you go Eighty five of jelly, you know. That, that they, they, guy. Well, yeah, like, I, think, like, I think we need to plan a we need to plan a trip. Yeah. Well, okay. There there is there is the problem with the flight back when we're asking for the expander belts. <laughs> if you see it's coming home. Yeah, if you if you've ever flown out of Chicago, you know what I mean when I say the expander yeah. belts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that I would I would definitely I would definitely fancy. That sounds an ideal place to just go just keep feeding me, keep watching TV. It's, it's yeah. absolutely it's all ideal. it's uh, I warn you guys, it's all in Italian. Like when we go there, we quadruple the English speaking population. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, if he's gonna telly up loud, who cares? Yeah, right, right. Yes, I'm not asking for pasta and wine. I think That's I can it. figure yeah. this uh-huh. out. Stick, yeah. stick, stick the football on, Frank. Yeah. You know, Shane and me will sit here eating. You, you, when, talk, you talk to Sonic, your uh, husband of Katarina uh-huh. Jr. Over right, there, right, right. right. We're, we're quite happy. Well, the, the, one, of the, one of the first times I was there, and that's when I knew... Like I, I can I can fight my way through conversation in, in Italian now. But at the beginning, I, you know, Duolingo was going, you poor fucker. Like it just I knew nothing. <laughs> so we went we went to this dinner at, at one of her cousins. Uh, it's like her aunt and uncles. And um, they have this long table and everyone kind of was pushed to, to everyone was kind of like at one end. And there was like a little space for me kind of at the end. And I was like, how come they're sitting me here? They put the television on because Rangers were playing man. You that night in the champions league. <laughs> and I went, Oh, you guys are the fucking best. <laughs> like This is amazing. That's absolutely the dream. It just yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. But, so like yeah. they're having wonderful conversations, and uh, all I'm getting is is me going, ooh, ooh, uh, like oh that was that was the one that um, Broadfoot uh, broke the guy's yeah, leg. Broke Valencia's yeah. leg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, he, yeah. he didn't. He didn't. Um, well, he gets, no, he's a bad but, press but for that. Valencia broke his own leg because he got yeah. right. to Kirk Brown. Yeah. <laughs> he he had he had the panicked look on his face and waving people over like he had just got blurted in the eye with an egg. Yeah. Like it was, it was that. Uh, yeah. No, exactly. I, 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 I don't think he deserves any abuse for it. But uh, I mean, he deserves abuse for lots of things. Yes. Right. But <laughs> not, not necessarily that. Right. But, right. Um, but no. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was a lot of fun. And of course, speaking of drug addicts, we beat Hibs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How's Irvin Welsh doing? Has, has he recovered from the <laughs> Porteous Red Card yet? How, how's, how's Irvin Welsh doing? Well, I'll tell you how Irvin Welsh is doing. Irvin Welsh, <laughs> Irvin Welsh is without a doubt the most overrated cunt in existence, right? And I shall I shall explain to you for why, right? Years in, let, let's go back in time. Let's wind back the old time machine. It's yep, 1994, yep. right? Yep. And I go up to a, a house. I'm 17. I haven't left for university yet. It's the summer before I do. And I go to the house of a gentleman who lives in the council estate in Cowinning. And he sells products that come in small little bags. Ah. Okay. Yeah, from, his, 
from his bedroom. Is it no, chips? Much smaller bags, much small um, chips, much longer lasting stuff. Basically, right, he was a guy. He made bathtub speed. Right, Hello, uh, Halloween candy. I'm still sorry. Oh, I'm still... It was. It was. You know, it was the bomb. Right, I bath, mean, you took. You took the, speed. Oh fuck! Guys, you, took, you took this stuff and you were up for like three days. It was just delightful. Right, so I go off to see him, and he has a book which I notice is in one of those little plastic covers, which means that it's a library book. Right. And I look inside it, and it's from Edinburgh Library, so he's obviously nicked it, and. It's a book called Train Spotting, and he says yeah. to me, "Take this." He says, "Absolutely brilliant. Go and read it." That's no problem. Seventeen years old, right? Read it. It's brilliant. Love it, right? Never read anything like this in my life. Stunning piece of work. So, you know, at that age where you get heavily into stuff, I remember I went to see the a production of it, the Citizens Theatre in Glasgow, all of that kind of stuff, right? Brilliant. The film comes out. It's massive. So, yeah. then. Second book comes out by Irvin Welsh called The Acid House Collection mm. of Short Stories and a very yes. small novella. And it's samey. It's not as good as Train Spotting, but fair it's, enough. It's 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 quite I, I enjoy it. Um I think my favourite thing in it is the Grand Star Cause. It's one yeah, of my favorite stories of all time. Yeah. Best li- best line ever. They were just two games from the final which would be played with nets, which is you know <laughs> it's so the, true. The one it's, that gets me is fuck of a spider in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just right, but yeah, you know, it has its moments. No, it's good straight spot, but it's fine. It felt like a holding book anyway, right? So then his novel comes out, Marabou Not Nightmares, and I yep. buy it the day it comes out, and I cannot wait. And I read this book, and it's fucking awful. And it becomes quite clear that Irvin Welsh can't write novels. He can't. He can't do. He can't sustain it. He can't do plotting. Mm-hmm. But the reviews are all ecstatic. You know, this is amazing. It's not. It's Read it back, folks. Really bad book. It doesn't go anywhere. It's nasty. It's just an ugly book. And then I read probably another two or three of his books, which prove without a doubt that he cannot write novels. Right? He just he, he can't do storylines. He can't do plotting. He can't do character development. He can do short stories, but he can't do. But of course, he's now an enfant terrible of of Scottish media, which I've always taken to mean somebody who's a bit of a prick, but <laughs> but we want to make him into something he's not, and. For 25 years in Scotland, this guy's been absolutely lauded as some genius. He he made one good record, as they say, right? And that was that he shot his bolt after that. And well, I'm sure, we'll, I mean, be, 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 like, hold him up like he's the the, the Scotch Hunter S. Thompson, whereas yeah. Hunter Thompson could actually write. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, and I'm sure we'll get listeners who say, "Oh, David, you know, Felt is quite good." No, it isn't. Um, and people will say, ah, you know, the, the the bedroom secrets of mastership. No, it isn't. And oh. the, what I'm annoyed at is not so much him. You know, milk it for all you can get. Yeah, but, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I've read probably seven books by a guy I don't think is talented based on his first one. Right, mm-hmm. and and, and I, that I'm the dick. You know, yeah, yeah, who's, yeah. Who's the fanny <laughs> now? I'm the, the fanny, fanny now. Man. Right, I, I, I'm the fanny now, and it, it, it is really irritating that, that, that we keep and we have to put up with this dick because every so often he'll come out and he'll say something nasty about Rangers. You're in your sixties, fuck up. And I always <laughs> go back, I always go back to Marky e. Smith of the Fall, right? The genius, a genuine proper genius. If for those of you who like the Fall, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't haven't listened to the Fall yet, go and take one of their albums. They're at about four hundred, right? Mm-hmm. They all sound exactly the same, yeah. which is good because that's what they should sound like. And 
They have titles of such things like How I Wrote Elastic Man. Right. Uh, and, and, and he's a genius, right? Well, he he stayed in Edinburgh in the kind of late 80s and he, in his book he was, you know, talking about that. He says, yeah, Irvin Welsh wrote a lot about that scene. It's an odd one. He goes, I always remember this wee prick hanging out on the side of it, but he wasn't involved in it. And I went, that's fucking brilliant. I love you even more. <laughs> he's like, you know, it was a pretty heavy scene, but he wasn't a part of it. He was just right, there right, right. watching. So all of the kind of hard man part are instantly put to bed there. By so he, he, he was just there watching, much like uh, Johnny Porteus will be there yes. watching. So yes. he won't be taking From part. From the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. the, I, I, I got to, okay, so I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on Trainspotting. Trainspotting was in, in some parts shocking. Like I remember reading it on the bus and going, oh my God, like that, yeah, right? Same. And, um, it, and it was moving and it was, you know, funny yeah, and it was touching yeah. and it was it was all of those things. It really right. was. And I'm not trying to denigrate it. It's a five star classic. Yeah. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. piece of writing. Uh, I did enjoy The Acid House. I thought those short stories were great. Marabou Stork, Stork Nightmares, I found like, it, it's like, for me, it's like one of those movies that you go, I'm glad I watched it, but I'm not doing it again. Mm. And like I, I was I, I was fine with it. Um, and then um, filth came out. I, I got to admit, as much as I as as much as I did not enjoy chunks of that, having the tapeworm sequences were I thought it was quite clever. I thought that was kind of fun. It was nice. And then, you know, unlike, you know, the, the rest of the storyline, which should have done, he shat it out. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It is it is a shame when you see things kind of like kind of go away and yet there's there's guys like ian rankin which i'm just like i can't wait to tear into the next one you of know? course like there's, there's, yeah like everybody's got you know the, there's authors that you love and, and look there's authors that i i love and i'll get their books and i accept that the books are probably very samey you know and mm-hmm. the, but that's fine because it's a same i like but everything well, so, I mean, yeah like I, I i love john updike and garrison keeler it's the yeah. same book every yeah. fucking yeah, time yeah, 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 yeah. but Speaking it's of, great jonathan franson <laughs> You know, absolutely. Probably the best writer for, wow, this is bears no fucking resemblance to what has gone before, would be David Foster Wallace, because even his chapters bore no fucking resemblance to what had gone right. before. Um, but he was a, he was a bona fide genius. You know that that mm-hmm. the stuff that he was coming away with was anyone who's read Infinite Jest, and it ain't easy. You know, it's, right. it's not it's it, it's not a beach novel. Um, it's fair to say, but it is brilliant and funny and, and moving and all the and everything you want to any, any that you want to throw at it. I do think with Irvin Welsh she can sit down and do, you know, bingo and it's a bit like Quentin Tarantino movies now for yeah. me where I sit down and I go, Oh, yep, there's the unpleasant yeah. scene with a mm-hmm. Yep, and the, oh uh, here yeah, there's a, and I just after yeah. a while it just gets dull. Also it, you can write stuff like that when you're twenty five, thirty five even, forty five even, but you know, you're living it. See when you're sixty, multi-millionaire, you know, who's hung about the Scottish arts scene for three decades. Don't be writing your working class. This is what the struggle <laughs> is real life bollocks. Because it's so patently inauthentic uh, <laughs> that it, it, I just find it teeth grindingly awful. It's, it, it, it's it, you know, it, it's like bands who. You put you Blink One Eight Two, right? See when they mm-hmm. first came out, they're writing these songs about teenage angst. I get it. See when yep. they're forty, they own Nevada and they live in fucking you know biodomes the size mm-hmm. of Kentucky. 
then you guys going, oh, she wouldn't go to the dance with me. Fuck off, right? <laughs> There's awesome. nothing creepier than the band Lover Boy from Canada who are 40-year-old men singing about 16-year-old girls. Yeah. 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 That's did you don't. Did you, uh, uh, speaking of, of novels you keep going back to, did you, uh, do you, are you guys familiar with Matt Beaumont? Yeah. Yeah? No. His novel E, which was capturing, you know, the height of the use of email. Um, yeah. It came out around that time. But I love that book. I just keep reading it over and over and over again. And, and the plot line is, it's a the London office of a multinational um, uh, advertising agency lands the Coca-Cola business. And it's all the different ad people all chirping in and all you're reading is the emails. That's the only thing that you read yeah. is the different threads of the, of the emails that go through. And it's just so, like, I knew I was, I was in for a good one when the first email that's in this book that you read is from the CEO of the, um, London firm emailing his secretary saying, if you're done polishing your fucking nails and stuffing your face with that sandwich, get in here and show me how to do a company wide email. Next one. Hello, everyone, and thank you for the hard work you put in for the bid. We landed the business, and it's a hard graft. It's, it's gorgeous. If yeah. we, yep. an, an author I would definitely recommend, if you haven't read it, and a specific book to start with, a guy called Magnus Mills, and he wrote a book called The Scheme for Full Employment. Mm. Right, And it's, it's a lovely little short book. I read it in a day, uh, on, on holiday, and it is a book about absolutely nothing. And mm-hmm. that is that that's the point of it. The point of it is it's this book about basically just repetition and continuation. And it's an incredibly clever book. And at the end of it, I sat down and my, my wife went, My God, you know, you read that in one day and I was like, ah, a wee short book, but I asked, I couldn't put it down, kind of thing. Yep. Went, what was it about? I was like, Nothing. <laughs> 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 and yeah, it was one of the most satisfying reads I've ever had in my life. What was the plot? There isn't one. Um, right, okay, and and you're like, that is a clever guy, you know, who sat down and he went, I've got absolutely loads to say about this subject, and I'm going to say it by saying absolutely nothing. If you ever want to, if you ever want to, as an icebreaker though, right, if you're ever at one of these corporate things, and that, that this always works, when somebody says to you, you know, the guy, you know the guy who's paid to, to lead one of these corporate events. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, you know, a guy whose job is basically to annoy fuck out of, of workers yeah. for a living, right? Yep. Um, when he says, tell us a little bit about yourself, and turn around, David, what's your favourite book? See if you go Hitler by Ian Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> they can't come back on that right. because it is a serious, you know, yeah, Mein Kampf has some some good bits. You know. Yeah, no, but but no, but that's see that one too obvious. You're gonna get they can get you on that one, right? And they know what you're trying to do. Whereas this is written by Professor Ian Kershaw, the recognised world leading authority on the Nazis, right? And yeah. and he, you know, it's a very serious book, a study of of you know non non fiction book. But you just drop Hitler in in a way that they can't mm-hmm. get you on. And yeah. sit back smugly and watch the confusion in the arsenal's <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, can, can you tell us why it speaks to you? Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about these guys, but right. there were these blokes called the Nazis, and, and you better maybe want to sit down for this. They weren't very nice, you see. Uh, <laughs> I, I could also recommend the rise and fall of the Third Reich to you. That would be a that'd be a good starting point. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you, really, not, you really want to get into this. Not coincidentally, I love that book. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Although it's uh, that's quite a controversial book now because it was written in the late fifties, early sixties. Uh, William L. Shira, but but he was, shall we say, a man of his time. Shame, you know. Well, I, I, I would say highly influenced by what became the official U.S. military history of the war, which uh, yeah, well, definitely was I mean, largely that, that, written by Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. that, that, well, yeah, um, but he, <laughs> you know, it, 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 he was there, so there's a lot of you know brilliant anecdote that, that wouldn't be available from anybody else who wasn't you know a reporter in Berlin at the time. Yeah. But his view of homosexuals is slightly to the right of the Westboro yeah. Baptist Church, <laughs> and it, it's led to that like it's a it point. You know, he's discussing Ernest Rome. He said, despite his uh, uh, his legendary perversion, and mm. you're like, I wonder if he's perfect. Oh, he just means gay. <laughs> you know, um, uh, he he was a good organizer, despite his you know pernicious. And you're like, right, okay. So it, it has led to this big debate among historians of what do we do with books like that in this mm. age, right? Because yeah. there are valuable insights in there. There are yeah. things that you won't get ever again because. One, they gave him access to documents that, as Shane points out, once the Nazis took over uh, in America, they weren't allowed to read anymore. And two, yeah. he was literally an eyewitness to, you know, what, 1930 to 1941. He was there and then he was there at the end of the war. So, But the attitudes that he expresses towards something. So do you censor it? Well, is that fair? Is that right? And it, it's quite an interesting topic, really. Or do you trust? And of course, we can't do this because this is far too growing up. Do we trust the reader to read it and go... No, well, that's an attitude that's well, outdated. That's no, come on. No, no, we can't do that. No, <laughs> that's that, 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 that's that's how you end up with like what we have going on of women's soccer over here right now, where it's just collapsing on itself like a dying star oh. because you have coaches with bad ideas about how to treat women in charge of everything. I was I was gonna I was wondering how this sentence was gonna end. It's like there are Nazis in women's soccer. <laughs> like, oh, they're, well, they're, well, they're, they're, they're bound to be. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, and the also, haircuts are one thing also, in some also cases, but with bad ideas about you know homosexuals too. So, like, well, the league, ref- the players refuse to play at the weekend, which is yeah. always a good sign. Yep. Uh, I think there have been five coaches fired. Of course, all men during the season. The 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 CEO just stepped down. They've had to bring in a law firm. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jesus. Uh, it's, it's always good. It's always good. Gentlemen, start I mean, your lawyers. You got to sell think about that. You know, like when Thompson solicitors <laughs> show up, it's, it's usually it's not a good sign. Yeah. Good sign. Hey, what's happening over there? Anything? Anything we need to know about? Any uh, any news? Yeah, I think we're into the we're into the final stage of it now. Yeah, yeah the, the, yeah, the class a- the shit. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the class action stage has been announced. The convictions yeah. are all just about done, um, and it's. You know, we have to wait and see what the legality of it is, but the the evidence that Thompsons are saying that they have um, is enormous. I mean, to, to the point where the Scottish papers are talking about it. So, I mean, mm-hmm, that yeah. never happens. And, you know, basically the allegation is, and it would seem to be borne out by convictions from court, that there were a number of paedophiles operating within Celtic over a, a number of years that... It's alleged, he says carefully, that the, the <laughs> boards at Celtic at that time knew about it. Not only yeah. did some of the board members know about it, they actually worked for one of the convicted paedophiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, there are a lot of financial transactions between them that will be... Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not good. Dominic Mackay probably 
made a good decision. Very, a very good decision, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it, it, you know, the other thing too is that mentioned on here before, but there is also still the possibility of them being sued over here. Right. Um. So I think it'll be interesting to see who the claimants are. Mm-hmm. Um. Whenever Thompson's gets done building the, their whole list here. Right. Because uh, and, and, gonna... and whether there's any Americans, because if not, yeah, they're gonna take a fucking hammering. In well, Massachusetts. That, the, the yeah, because is... let's let's face it. If if the Americans are good at anything, it's suing. And oh no, build, and building a class. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh... Well, the, the the problem that they have is that that it can be demonstrated, and the evidence comes from their own publication. It comes from the Celtic View at the time that the boys' club was taken on tour by these convicted paedophiles yep. to America, and. You know, as Shane just kind of alluded to there, um, damages in America are uncapped and they're not over here. Um, If they get into court over there, two things will happen. One, even if they win it, it will take years. Oh, yeah. It will take years. Um, And two, if they win it. The problem that Celtic have from a defence, that's why they tried the ludicrous separate entity thing. Mm Mm-hmm. The problem that they have for the defence is this happened. It has been established in law. The convictions are already there. So they're starting from a point in any civil trial where it's accepted, right? This did take place. There is no burden of proof to prove that these guys were abusers. It has already been proven. Mm -hmm. That's why the case is, is so nightmarish for them. And... Yeah, twenty five so far. You'd imagine people will come forward without, you know, you know, there will be more victims, but also there will be, let's face it, people who come forward, you know, as happens, whether or not they were. Um, but mm-hmm. look, you know, without going into point scoring any of that stuff, all I think anybody wants, all any decent person wants, is that the victims are compensated. Justice for. To, for- yeah, that's all. Absolutely. That's all you can yep. ever ask for in a situation like that. Um, you know, us as people who don't like that institution might think that it maybe might, maybe they could drop some of the the moral piety that they that they, they seem to conduct themselves with. But that's not important. What is important is they that they get uh, yeah everything yeah. that that they're due and more because the the fight that these people have had to go through for 40 years yeah it's you know yeah. i mean i think it's up there with hills but in terms yeah. of official cover-ups yeah yeah well and then not to be outdone the french catholic church <laughs> just yes. decided to say like oh by, by the way we uh we, we raped about three hundred thousand kids oh. since 1950 <laughs> just we're just gonna slide that one out there yeah on the tuesday morning right sorry since we're in line already. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, yeah. Facebook's still down when this press release comes out. <laughs> like that's, that's what they were doing. I do wonder how, how many governments around the world yesterday did think that. Did think, yeah, I I know. drop it now. Well, let, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's pop this out right now. But yeah. where we found we were... I mean, I genuinely... I, I honestly don't use Facebook a lot. Right? I don't, and I'm like you. I don't use Instagram much at all. I don't really get Instagram because it's, it's just pictures. I, I like to read things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't really use Instagram. But, uh, but it's a thousand words per picture there, David. It's... <sighs> you know, I, 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 use, I use Instagram to basically store photos. There's loads of pictures of telly. Anyone who likes puppies there's there's loads yeah. of pictures of me with a puppy there right but um 
I, I do use... don't know how to log into my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I know it exists. I know it has like 11 pictures okay. on it, maybe. Before you but... log into Instagram, Shane, please check in for safety on Facebook, just so we know where you are. Shane has survived logging into Instagram. Shane has survived Instagram. But um, we do use WhatsApp a lot to organize the pods right yeah you know, basically mm-hmm. that that's how we all keep in touch so last night we're kind of sitting and people are actually texting me and i'm like yeah. nah, that this this will not stand this can't, <laughs> can't be having this so somebody suggested that we go on this thing called telegram which oh, is no. basically like the pepsi version of of whatsapp um and we were all in there in a little room and then it sort of occurred to us all that on the plus side people you don't want to contact you can't contact you mm-hmm. and we're like right we'll, we'll, we'll test this it tonight and if need be then we can have the wider pod one tomorrow so we can organize shows and then it, it started to kind of happen it started to come up and it started to so we were like we're, we're saved of this but now i regret wasting a night registering for something that let's face mm-hmm. it is probably owned by the russians Oh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it also, if you want to speak about the organizational skills of the thing, I'm pretty sure that's what they used on January 6th. Yeah. To to, uh, plot the insurrection. Well, well, that that and Signal and Mm -hmm. a couple other other ones. Brian the Gardener. Uh, Wait a minute. Gardener in the barn. Brian the Gardener. I I want to tell the listeners, right? There was a slight break in play there, listeners, right? And I am on. I am on. I am being abused. I am a target for class abuse, right? For classist insurrectionary abuse from the lower orders here. Oh no! Because my door went, and quite reasonably, I said to the lads. I'll need to go and answer that. It's my gardener. Brian the gardener. Brian, Brian the gardener. gardener. By the to way, I, 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 all I've been doing right now is uh, is rewriting the, the lyrics to Me and the Farmer by House Martins for Brian the gardener. <laughs> and uh, I'm just Brian having a jolly time here. <laughs> I mean, it fits perfectly. But these two boss that laughing and they're like, I can't believe you've got a gardener. I've got a fucking big garden. How else is it going to get done? Right. It's just common sense yeah. now here's a fundamental difference between you and me shane your hands right look like an overripe pumpkin that somebody has stabbed at with a sword <laughs> my hands are fucking beautiful my hands are are a smooth and perfect little things with nary a callus nor a mark on them uh, sp- and speaking, of, speaking of the pumpkins just came in in the garden perfect time yeah. too See? Yes. <laughs> See? but yeah, how else the fucking many do your garden? Have you seen my guy's fucking massive? Right? There's no way I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't even own a grass cutting implement. I don't. Well, it's good that you had a garden then. Jesus. I, just, I, don't, I, I think it's a perfectly cromulent thing to do. <laughs> we, have a, we have a garden, therefore we will get a gardener to do the garden. That, 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 you know, come. I mean, well, how do you clean your house? I take it if you don't have a cleaner. Nope. That's 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 me. How I, do uh, you I, people live? I, poorly. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of fucking back asswards fucking nineteenth century lives are you? I mean, are you both sitting there in the fucking house you built from yourself, mm-hmm. uh, like, gonna go knock me down that old tree, build mm-hmm. as a house. You know, I mean, fuck, just this, this is what people are. Also, yeah. I'm an employer in my area. 
wealth creator. David would uh, read the novel The Help and go, I see no problem with this. Yeah, no, this, is, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, what they're, what they're there for. Um, What's the big deal? This, this, this is where the Venn, Venn diagram of uh, David Edgar, Chris Graham, and Graham Spears really come together. It's just <laughs> right around this mark. I think you'll find that my mother is not currently locked in a loft. <laughs> where is she locked? Being forced to do ironing. <laughs> She's currently I, I, getting I, I, in touch with a solicitor to get me three grand. That's what she's currently doing. <laughs> I, I, I did love Spears. Is like never has. I, I haven't seen so controversial of a red card. It's like no, the, the only people are are the Tims, the Spoonburners, and fucking Michael Stewart. Everybody yeah. else seems pretty clear yeah. on how the laws of football work. Mm-hmm. Michael uh, Stewart has had a row though. Did you notice the tone of the tweets? Michael Stewart's got in trouble. Um, yeah, because the, the tweet is like, I think it wasn't a red card. However, I understand people might understand. disagree with me. And you're like, oh, that seems a little odd. And then later on, oh, he was oh, like... Oh, 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 and he's not quote-tweeting everybody? Nope. Uh, he has been... Uh, somebody's had a little word with him, just like we said last week. It's like my, I give it two weeks till he forgets because of oh, yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. The problem with stupid people is they don't know they're stupid. And that... Right. Is what's going to happen with him, but uh, no, I mean, look, I'll be honest. See the time, see the game. Bad tackle, you could see it, but uh, from where I was sitting, and it, you know, it happens Mm -hmm. really fast. I just thought the the ref pulls at the red, and I'm like, whoa! And people around me were all going, that seems harsh. And then um, I had the iPad in front of me, you know, it's got RTV, and I'm looking now, nah, it's a red card, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They're they're like, he got the ball. It's like, yes, because his ass landed on the ball. Yes. That's, yes, that's not controlling the football. No. I, I, you, uh, you guys, you guys broke it down perfectly on the Three Amigos podcast. I was, I was just listening to that this morning, and uh, yeah, it was dangerous. Right? You know, I, he, why he chooses to do that is the question because he can get mm-hmm. the ball easily. Just going in the normal tackles. He's yeah. a cunt. Right. <laughs> tune, tune into uh, Michael Stewart's Twitter feed tomorrow when he goes, okay, uh, yes, it is a red card. I know some of you have have, uh, have 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 pointed me in the wrong ways, and I don't want to talk about that anymore. However, these goddamn Dominion voting machines, let me tell you about <laughs> that. I am currently abort, reading... Abort, 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 abort. <laughs> I'm currently reading the, the Michael Wolf, you know, the end of the Trump trilogy yeah. mm-hmm. um, book. And it's just, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's, no, it's just, uh, you actually do end up feeling sorry for the people around them because, oh, um, you know, he'll, he'll no. say, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just more human than you, you know, big employer yeah. in the local area. Counterpoint, but. David. Fuck them. How about well, that? There's, there's this brilliant bit where Trump goes, uh, yeah, I've just, oh, I've got it. And they're like, oh, right. And and they, as Michael Wolf describes it, and remember, the people in the room are the people who've told Michael Wolf this, right? Um, whenever the president said that, people in the room would go, oh, shit. Because that meant an idea was coming, yeah. which, would be, <laughs> which would be totally unimplementable, right? Which he would think was genius. And therefore, would. so he goes, there's too much COVID about, I'll just cancel the election. And they're like, sorry, sorry what? And he said, well, we, we, we just won't have the election. Um, we'll just say there's too much COVID. Um, we're going to have to put it back to another date. And he said, and anyway, and I love this, he said, because of the Mueller investigation, that took two years of time. So I'm entitled to another two years yeah. of my presidency mm-hmm. to make up for it. So they, they're like, well, you 
can't actually cancel an election. There's no, right. you know, there's yeah. literally the term in office does not have a chess clock. Yeah, yeah. and and they <laughs> there literally is no constitutional framework to do that. And he said, I'm sure it's been done before. And apparently, one frustrated staffer went, "Not even in World War Two." <laughs> <laughs> So speaking speak of the Twitter con artists, <laughs> ah, that's a <laughs> look, I, I can still tie it back in. So, 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 so uh, of the random Rangers Twitter coincidences, do, do you guys remember somebody by the name of Tim O'Toole, the the, the mm-hmm. great uh, pretend terrier fundraiser? <laughs> that, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a, a friend? You know, I guess something like that. Sure. Uh, so it, it turns out. I don't know why this came up today, but there was a gentleman at the uh, Buccaneers-Patriots NFL game at the weekend in a half-and-half jersey, which means, of course, he should be shot. Yep. uh, Named Tim O'Toole. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) That's a blast from the past. That's that's fun. Uh Maybe it actually was Uh this guy. It could could well have been. You know, that's the thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I know mean, it's the kind, well, the kind of person that wears a half and half jersey is the sort of person that would actually try to do something like that. So last <laughs> week at the, the North London Derby, um, one of the journalists took a picture and it was half and half scarves for sale outside. And you're like, what a shitty tin pot non rivalry that is. That is just appalling. Can yeah. you imagine an old firm game, a half and half scarf? Ooh. Well, it, 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 you know, not. <laughs> Not to be outdone, that Craig Fowler came on and said, even though he's a hard span, he'd rather see Hibs win every other match except for when they're playing hearts. Like what? Right. What is wrong with you? I, I, <laughs> I just yeah, derelict I, fucking nonce, man. No, I, I don't <laughs> know. You know, if Celtic were playing ISIS, I'd probably hope for a draw. You know, it's 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 that. It's that bad. I don't. I do not understand it at all. This. Oh, I want my rivals to do well. No. Uh, and even look. Even when I was growing up, and it wasn't as hate filled as it is now, you did genuinely, genuinely. And this was not just Rangers fans. This happened for fans of other clubs as well. That they did want the other Scottish teams to do well. Except Rangers didn't want Celtic to do well. No. Celtic yeah. didn't want Rangers to do well. And. Hibs didn't want Hearts to do well and vice versa. Right. But it was understood, you know, like if Hearts or Aberdeen or St. Mirren or whoever were in Europe, you wished them all the best, right? And then, of course, everything's right. happened since. It see, see, but, I mean, there's, there's, but then there's so many other clubs. Like, I'd never want to see Marseille win. Yeah. I don't want to see Feyenoord no. ever win. No. I obviously don't want to see either of the Prague clubs ever fucking, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. The, the, hate, the, hate my, my in-laws, my in-laws cannot, my, my in-laws cannot get their head around it. Uh, whenever I celebrate Celtic fucking up, they're like, so did you see the, the Europa League? Yes. And it's like, oh, did you see Celtic's result? Yes, I did. It was amazing. She's like, <laughs> like, cause they support every single, like they're interfans. They support every other team when they're in Europe and, 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 and that's even Juve. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's like, is like reluctantly they'll go. Yeah. But Juve is good Italian side. Da da da. And, but they can't get it. It's like, you don't want them to, to win. I go, no, I do not. She's Never. like, but they're from Scotland. You should support them. I hear that. Counterpoint, fuck them. Uh, How exactly. about that? It, well, yeah. It's a case of, uh, I can maybe understand, you know, national pride. And I sort of get that to a degree. But I don't think that's healthy within your own, you know. You get a lot in individual sports. People say to you, you should want the, the Scottish person to win. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So some guy's going to win, you know a million quid for this. It's great for him. Yeah. I don't care. 
Well, it's, it's like it's like the Stanley Cup up here. It's like when when it gets down into the playoffs and, you know, the number of Canadian teams are dwindling and they're like, uh, hey, like, hey, Todd, I go. Yeah. They're like uh, you watching the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I've been passively. He's like, oh, you're, you're, you're going to support the Canadian team. That's uh, the, the one Canadian team. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, wait, who is it? Oh, the yeah. Leafs. Yeah. Fuck them. No, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not. Hey, oh, devils. You get this a lot in, in England because obviously their teams, unfortunately, tend to do a lot better in Europe than we do. But they'll cover a game and the commentary comes from that they want the English team to win, um, yeah. which I, I do understand for a national broadcaster, incidentally. I do get that. But you will then immediately you know, go to the phone ends, go on Twitter, go on message boards. And trust me, Manchester United fans are howling if Liverpool don't win and vice versa because it's football rivalry and it transcends. It's not sport. That's what national team football is supposed yeah. to be about, that you all get together and support the same team. But no, I don't understand. But a half and half scarf is just yeah. a well, fucking derby. is just unbelievable. Yeah. I actually, so I, I've bought two in my life. And one was because I, I one, I don't generally get to Ibrox a lot. And so when when I get to go to a European game, mm. I kind of like and, and it's a red star. It's a red star shirt. Uh, um Red Star half and half. Um, and the other one that I bought was a half and half outside of Skydome when Rangers played uh, Dinamo Zagreb. And that I gave to the Toronto club and that's framed and put up on the wall. And uh, I, I can yeah. I can sort of understand that, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, big certain big matches, but a run in the mill league game, which is no, no, that no, derby no, no. was, you know, it was just yeah. a, a run in the mill league game. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, fast. you know, I don't get I it. Mean, what, what, yeah, what, what, it's, it's not right. Saying, yeah. It's just, it's, some, it's not right. Some people, right. you know, it's just, it's, it's the instant trigger that somebody needs to get a hold of that person's hard drive right away. <laughs> <laughs> Scour the fuck out of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, they're just not supporters. They might be fans, but they're not supporters and there is a difference. Um, speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of, of fans, they should be, you know, we all have our roles um, in supporting our football club, but you shouldn't really let one of them be the manager as Manchester United have done. And <laughs> I absolutely lulled myself silly at the weekend because he leaves it Ronaldo, right? And he gives it the whole, he gives it the whole, well, I'm leaving it Ronaldo because, you know, fitness and stuff. Cuts to Ronaldo on the bench, who looks as though he's going to kill the next yeah. person that, that approaches him. Right? I mean, oh, the, 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 the only person in the world with a bare pouting face is Alfredo. That's yes, the exactly. only yes. one in the world. He yeah. is he is fucking clearly raging because the guy's a yeah. machine, right? I mean, he is an yeah. absolute machine. And also, you know, with it being overly dramatic, when you're 36, you don't have hundreds of games left, even no. somebody as fit well, as well, And also, he only plays about one fifth of the fucking game. It's not like yeah. he's... He's not tracking yeah. back. He's not no, he doing, plays, any, of the, he's no. not doing he, any of the work out of possession. He, does he just stands time. within 18 yards of the 18-yard yeah. box. But he here, move. here is fundamentally the difference. Why Ronaldo has won shit tons of medals and basically owned the Champions League trophy for about five years, right, is at the game, Everton scored a breakaway goal. Great goal from an Everton point of view. It really, yeah. really was, right? But... Ronaldo immediately walks over to the United defender and quite clearly, and I think quite rightly, says to him, why didn't you half him? Yeah. You know, when he was <laughs> right there on the halfway line when we've got two defenders back, hold yeah. him down, get a yellow but card. Take a yellow card. Mm-hmm. Take a yellow card. And <laughs> I just thought, there is no way he is going to put up with a manager who 
is doing yeah. that. And then today, Alex Ferguson has come out and said, no, I, I always think you play your best players. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's because Solskjaer's Ferguson's boy, right? I mean, that's yep. one of the reasons he has the job. But if Fergie's now, you know, in a battle Openly between... Questioning. Yeah, in a <laughs> battle between Ronaldo and anyone at Manchester United right now not called Ronaldo, he yeah. is going to win. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, I'll be very interested. But he ain't going to put up with them being average. He is you, not interested. You know, uh, just on the other side of this, too, Benitez at Everton, right? Mm-hmm. I, they have a really, really good chance of top six because yeah. his system works. And all you have to do is get the players to buy into it, which they appear to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's really it because, it, 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 I mean, wherever he goes, you're going to win. I think- yeah, I think there's a really interesting thing about just what you're saying. Andros Townsend, who's a decent player, right? He's not a bad yeah. player, but he's, he's no more than a decent player. At Newcastle, he looked phenomenal when Benitez was there. Benitez yeah. signs him again for Everton. Different player. You know, again, yeah. just like, where did this come from? And it is interesting that, you know, he gets guys who he knows will fit his system and will do exactly what you said in the way that it was no surprise he got rid of Rodriguez because Rodriguez isn't going to do what he oh. tells them to do. Whereas Andros Townsend, clearly not as talented a player as James Rodriguez. Clearly not. But he'll do what he fucking tells him. Yep. And, and sometimes you're better off with that, aren't you? With like 11 guys uh, that will go, with the squad like say, that, boss, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going out. You're not going to go out and spend 120 you know, million on, on one player. You're going to spend yep. that on like four or five players. But all of them will run through a fucking brick wall. Mm. And that's kind of what, you know, I mean, it's sort of like Walter in this his second spell, you know, yeah. this yeah, exactly, system, yeah. you will do exactly what I say. If you don't, you will never <laughs> play. <laughs> uh, that, that, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I think you're right, because you need, uh, th- there was a good example of how that can work at certain clubs and not another. I think with Roy Hodgson, because if you look at him at Fulham, yeah. he was brilliant. Yeah. And at Palace, he was brilliant, you know, for what he had with those two clubs, for what he achieved with them. So, mm. of course, he gets the move to Liverpool. But the players there aren't going to do the boring training and the, the endless repetition of movement and where yeah, you yeah. should be. Mm. Players who haven't achieved as much will be willing to do that because the manager says, if you do what I tell you, we'll win lots of games. And they'll do it. But your top players are like, no, fuck off. I'm really good at football. I'll do what the well, fuck I like. Well, it's like Moyes now back at the West Ham. I mean, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah. th- this is the system. This well, is how we have to do it. This speak, is it. Speaking of the initial CR, um, I'm just going to say Watford are 1,000 to 1 to win the premiership outright this year. Rolling so, on that. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I have made the mistake once, many years ago, Mm-hmm. of when Claudio Ranieri was appointed to a job to say, Claudio Ranieri? Really? So I'm not fucking doing it again. Yeah. Now, I don't think, logically, he's going to win the title with Watford. But mm-hmm. having having had, you know, I've been broad-footed in the face with that egg before. <laughs> so there is no fucking chance I'm going to yeah. sit here and say, oh, he'll be useless because that still remains, you know, the... He, do you remember that scene? You're like, they, they're doing really well. I, you know, they'll fade soon. Right, yeah. uh, of course they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, that, that's they, February. If you're like, nah, they'll fade yeah, now. They're, and they're that's March. Really and well. And, hold on a minute, actually. They're 10 points clear with like three yeah. games to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. won it. It was just the most surreal. I mean, And then the best thing about that, Leicester, they, they played Everton the last day of the season, right? 
and they'd already won the league. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't tight. They'd already stormed about it. And he got his friend Andrea Bocelli mm-hmm. to sing, right? And he, he sang um, T con Partiro. You'll know the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which is a genuinely beautiful song. I mean, I'm not a huge opera fan, but that, that is. So he sang it at a football ground. And I've never seen anything like it in my life because the entire crowd who were all there to party, as you can imagine, are just stunned by the brilliance of this man. And I was sitting for a moment, you know that way where you realise you're just sitting on the couch, you've kind of caught your breath for a second. So yeah. I go on Twitter and I always remember the first tweet I thought it was a guy went, oh fuck playing this game, let's all just get together and talk about our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was it was actually it was a perfect confluence of like Leicester was the perfect team for him to be in charge of, because unless you have a local rival rivalry with Leicester, you are going to be hoping that team wins. And like even if I had a dog in in any of the fights in, 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 in England, like it was one of those teams that just brought out so much. Hey, you know, kind of like window looking. Eh, what's going on over there? Oh, look at those plucky little fellas. Okay, so they're doing like like it's like it was if, if it was if it was someone like Man City, no one would give a shit, yeah. right? But the fact it was like Leicester, it was it was a team that for a lot of people had never heard of. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to uh, Hollywood celebrities pronounce it Leicester. Leicester. Um, Leicester, yeah. I actually think, you know, I, I slag you people for your inability to use the English language properly, but I think you're onto something there with Leicester. You know, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I think that one's on us. Same as same as Worcestershire, you know, that, yeah. right, that's Worcestershire. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I think we've got to hold our hands up to that one um, with a take. But I'm surprised that it hasn't been turned into you know a Hollywood movie yet. And I was just thinking about who could play each each part in it. You know, who who would be your ideal guy? For Wes Morgan, it's got to be Idris Elba, right? Yes. 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 Just, just that. Yes. But who would no Claudio question. be? Huh. <sighs> you know, genial, quite handsome. Claudio Ranieri, you know, he's, he's that kind of silver fox, you know. I thought back in the day, James Coburn would have been... Yeah. He would have been pretty... Or, um, what do you call him? Uh, Robart. What's his name? Jason Robart. See, I, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of Scorsese regulars that could, right. that could fill the role. Oh, you to, be fair, to, to be fair, you Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that would actually work. Yeah. You, yeah. Or, the, or we could Because he does like tinkering. Him. We could change the dynamic of it and put Phil Leotardo. Yeah. The guy to, to play. Hey, fucking play better. Yeah. I'm fucking telling you. You want the fucking, fucking pizza again? You want the fucking pizza? Yeah. yeah. That, that might work. Jamie Vardy would be, I think, the guy who played Tommy in Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Whatever his name is. Right. As he will forever be known. Um, Yes, Tommy from Boardwalk Empire. Another film, uh, another program, almost ruined, thankfully not quite, because it had the genius of Steve Buscemi in it, but um, almost ruined by the presence of Kelly MacDonald. We were speaking about Trainspotting earlier. Mm -hmm. Kelly MacDonald has done remarkably well to, at this point, have a very successful 25-year acting career, despite the fact that she has all the acting talent of a small bowl of vegetable soup. (laughs) <laughs> she somehow found a texas accent that was pretty impressive yeah yeah but even so she over enunciates every yes. single yeah. word and yeah but th- 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 thankfully she got brutally murdered at the end of that so it was <laughs> all right. 
One of the one of the the, the, the things I cheered the most, Jess, in that entire show. Hey, oh, she she thoroughly deserved it, but uh, <laughs> she, she definitely had that because I uh, watched Sopranos movie last week, as as we discussed. Yeah, um, yes. So this week I was flicking through gangster movies, and you know I watched The Godfather because you do, don't you? You know, yeah. you'd be very yeah. stupid not to when it's sitting there. But then um, a movie that I had watched and I thought I liked. But then I watched it again and I was wrong because it's actually a lot better than I thought it was. American Gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Den- Denzel Washington should be in charge of everything. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, Just, that's that that that's that's quite uh Yeah, he, I, I I I think that one gets overlooked too because of how good training day is. Training he's he's kind of, kind of the same same sort of Denzel yeah. character, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I, but why don't you elect him? He would be awesome. Well, I mean, he'd he'd have to be dumb enough to run for something, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 why, I don't know. If we, I don't know if we could all write him in. I, I don't know if I could get. Yeah. You know, why are you going to make him? People. He's far too cool to 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 have to run. Just ask him. Just go up and see. <laughs> yeah. Three hundred and sixty million of us have got together, right? And we, we were all at Shane's oh, house. Oh, David, you do forget he's black in this country, yep. so that instantly right. wipes out about one hundred and twenty million people. Well, then you, mm-hmm. well then that. All that means is you need to make less tamales, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So 240 you, million of us have got together. Can you imagine the wholesale changes that would happen under President Denzel? Yes. It would just be, it's like hate speech? Mm, come this way, sir. Like, wow, all these cops are black. Yeah, they are, son. And <laughs> you go, ooh, it would, be, it would be fun to watch. It would be it is, such a fucking brilliant movie and poor Russell Crowe is actually good at it uh, and again I'd had it yeah. in my head that Denzel was brilliant and Crowe was rubbish Crowe's not rubbish he's just not nope. Denzel right? No, which right. to be fair would have been I mean it must have been what it would like um, acting with Brando you know in the, in the, in the oh, 50s and 60s. I, I just heard uh, so I was listening to I think it was a Matt Damon um, Matt Damon uh, podcast Matt Damon <laughs> you have um, to it's the law you hear Matt Damon you go Matt Damon <laughs> Matt Davis. Matt Davis. Um, uh, he was talking about his prep for acting opposite um, uh, Denzel, and he said that he watched every movie of his like it was like uh, football footage of the opponent that you're watching that you're that you're playing the next weekend. And he was like going over it and going over it and going over it because he did not want to get steamrolled, and so, and, and as a result, he held his own. Um, but. It, it, he's like, yeah, it's it's hard acting against him because he is doing everything, and <laughs> and and you just like I, I know if I ever got into the position, of, okay, Todd, you're gonna be acting opposite Denzel, and it's like, okay, so after they've picked me up off the floor, there would just be uh, the director saying action, me looking at Denzel, and then them going cut, okay, wardrobe, new pants, <laughs> we need new pants. <laughs> Uh, he's just, he, he's just, unbe- I, I know he's very, re- um, he's very respected, but he's still underrated. And there's a bit in that, actually it happens a few times, it's a, a trick he does where he moves from being deadly serious to, in the film it's a kind of running joke where he'll be deadly serious and then go, my man, and bust yeah. in this big smile. And it is incredible. And the only time I've ever seen somebody, and again, another brilliant underrated actor, you know the bit in Superman 2 where Lois discovers that Clark is Superman? Right. Yeah. The you mean way he takes that, the glasses off, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, he bums his hand and it doesn't burn. But the way that Christopher Reeve changes instantly yes. 
from from Clark to to Superman is just astonishing. I mean, his whole body seems to change. And I was like, wow, you've you've actually got to be really fucking good to do that. Um, Just to do so. And yeah, again, another guy who I think because of that role probably was was a little underrated, but Mm -hmm. equally... That role will live for it. And still, why Henry Cavill, I know you made a lot of money from it, and it's great, but you will never, ever You're be Superman. You're not Superman. You are not <laughs> Superman. You right. will never be su- None of you young actors who are offered it will ever be Superman. No. It's Christopher Reeve. End of fucking yeah. story. Yeah. Yep. Questions? Oh, dear. Let's do the fun stuff. Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, Ken in uh, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to know... Uh, Facebook and Twitter, they were down yesterday, of course, and he didn't notice. Does that mean he actually has a life? Yes. Now, I don't yes. know. I mean, if you're not following everything that my happy chappy ass does on Twitter, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to do for him. Well, I would I would argue, and, I, and I'm sorry about this, Mr. Wyoming, but um, you are the guy who is sending a question to us three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that the in crowd are doing that. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I just I don't necessarily think that yeah. on the catwalks of Milan, um, that is. Have you sent your question to the Crow Pod yet? Right. Is, I don't know. Is, ours, ours is not a rope made of velvet. No, no. Ours is. We, but but then in in other ways, in other ways, you know, if mm-hmm. you prick us, do we not bleed? You know, are we not men? <laughs> no, we are devil. I don't know where I'm going with this. What was the next question? I mean, I, I, honestly, if you prick me, I just spend two hours on Twitter. Just rip I actually I, reckon until now. Until you finally just, give up. I reckon now that if we prick you, it just sand. Yeah. Because, like, running repairs just comes out of you. You know what See, I mean? Like, the, Shane, the Shane Nicholson family motto is, does this look infected to you? Yeah. <laughs> Come and see my interesting collection of scarves. <laughs> Yeah, I did realize I, I, I gathered one on my arm from a I was something on my bike earlier this year. I don't fucking remember them all now. <laughs> but, you know, at the time I was like, oh, that's just a bad cut. It'll be fine. No, nah, it's very clearly going to be a scar for the rest of my life now. So, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I actually um, I've just changed this so that I can say that I have saved you on my phone as. And I just as we were talking there, and the idea came, but now I do have you saved on my phone as Tug Benson. Nice, because that's you know ah yep, no tongue left left in the Mekong Delta back in '53. That's Shane. He's like ah, rubber ear got installed after my bike crashed into the tunnel. Oh, see, Scott, similarly, wants to know, how much about uncultured swine did you feel having to go send a text instead of a WhatsApp? Oh. I hate it because oh. everybody, everybody, like, in my circle in town knows you don't text me and you don't call me. Because, like, oh, oh, I, maybe five of them even have my fucking phone. You see, you send me a thing on Messenger. And then I look at it and decide if I want to respond to it without Correct. having acknowledged that I've actually read it. Like, that right. that's how this works. And that's that's the exchange. That's how we go about this stuff. So yesterday it was kind of weird having no one try to get a hold of me mm-hmm. because they know better than to send me a text. Yeah, <laughs> I won't read it. And if I, the phone rings, what happen. the fuck is that sorcery? Oh no! no I... well, well, see, and that's the other thing. Like everything on my phone's on silent all the time. 
There's, right. there's no alerts. The only thing that makes noise is when my alarm clock goes off. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, my phone's exactly the same. No alerts. No. Nope. Uh, and also, uh, people who know me know this. I don't answer my phone uh, yep. because I think it's rude if you phone someone. I think that it's pretty invasive to what you're saying to them is I need to talk to you about something that's so important that you should drop everything that you're doing right now. And I'm not dropping my puppy to, to, to go and talk to them. So mm-hmm. when people phone me that they will then, you know, and, and the other great thing is for family, when they phone me, the excuse I can always have, Oh, I was podding. Yeah. Like honestly with me, it was so was it Saturday night. Saturday night, a friend of mine that owns a, a restaurant, he was trying to get a hold of me because, I don't know, he, he was out of town. Something was going on. In the kid. He, he needed somebody that he knew that could go down there and help, right? He didn't call me. He called someone he thought might be with me and turned out he was right and asked them to ask me if I could come in and help him at his bar for a couple hours. Right. So that's that's how bad it is. <laughs> Oh god damn it! That lose what? you guys. No, no, you're here. Oh, there we go. There I don't know. Right. It got quiet. I don't know. <laughs> Usually, somebody else says something. Gra- no. Graham wants to know. Graham wants to know. Uh, it now appears we have a uh, control over everything, including yep. Facebook. Mm-hmm. What What's your favorite conspiracy, and can we fix it for Celtic to finish seventh place before the split, but on enough points after to have won the league? I think so. What? Firstly, yes. I'm sorry it went quiet because I was paying the gardener. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Bye, Brian. Bye, Brian. Bye, Brian. He's, he's literally Brian, the gardener, Daisy, gets a Daisy quid. Has, Daisy has come into the room um, and is a bit disappointed I didn't let her out to play with Brian. But, uh, right. In the 1840s and 1850s, Shane, as you know, um, there was uh, a movement in American politics, uh, the Anti-Masonic Party. Yes. Because people in America felt that there was a huge Masonic influence that people were uh, within the Masons were using it to control local government, to control where money was spent, port barrel projects, to control the judiciary, and to basically give themselves some advantage in life. Now that right. that they conspiracy were... makes sense because if I was going to be in a conspiracy, it would be to do something that would enrich me and my friends and give me a lot more power. What I would not do if I was engaged in a conspiracy was pick a small corner of northern Britain and say, we're going to fix the football league in it. (laughs) That, to me, seems a waste of our conspiratorial powers. Right. Imagine the meeting that they're all right. They're all sitting there at the MI6 building in London. Right, Colonel Sanders, John Beaton, Tom Wall, the Illuminati, the the alien from V. They're all sitting there, right? And they're like, the handshakes take forever as everyone's greeting. Exactly. (laughs) I've got this plan, he says. Right, what we're going to do is we're going to take over the gas pipes. You know, the ones that pump the gas from Siberia. We are going to relocate the gas. We're going to take the gas. We're going to control the gas market. We're going to use that to get control of the financial systems, the Dow Jones, all of that. And people are like, yes, okay. And then I go, or we could make sure a team wins the Singe Premier League in Scotland. 
And they all went, well, that's fucking nailed it. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why yeah, I bothered yeah, yeah. to this fucking... My, my, my thing for nuclear silo control, that just rip it up. Get it to fuck. Who needs that? <laughs> it's the most bizarre fucking thing imaginable. And it's like, how serious do you take yourself mm-hmm. that you think that this happens? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, where does it go? Because we've almost caught them on, the, on their, their blessed expected points uh table now mm-hmm. um I, I think we're only a point behind yes. uh so what what happens because i mean they're going to keep losing or, or at least dropping points certainly away from home uh so when we pass them on that like what what's what's the next what's the next table that that like do, do they pay their gardeners more than david is that what they're going to hold up? I doubt. I doubt that. I doubt I, it. Yeah, I I going, like, they don't have gardeners. Yeah, I'm going to think shit. about this meeting. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this meeting all day and like who's in there. It's like when you guys say football, do you mean soccer or like football? Not now, Hillary. When can we close this? Uh, so, yeah, no, it's a Kissinger and just yeah, they're all in there. Kissinger's there. <laughs> George Soros is there. Yeah, yep. yep. oh, Who do you Gene think Stanley. brought the punch? Yep. Gene Stanley from Kiss. She's there. Mm-hmm. That that guy that played the Mountie in Due South, he's there. Yep. It's all, you know, all the important movers yeah. and shakers. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg is there. <laughs> the, the ghost of Chai Kan Shek. Um, the head of you, Richard Nixon. You name it, they're all there. Right. And they're all sitting and they're plotting. And they had these amazing, right, we're going we're gonna to tunnel. 50 feet below the earth, right? We're going to build a series of tunnels that will help us have executive control over all the major governments of the world. And all of it just went to shit as soon as in walked somebody and he went, Premier League, Scotland. Yeah, yeah, I, got, I got this. We're, we're, we're going to take this, uh, we're going to build this ref in a Petri dish called Willie Collum. Uh-huh. We're going to send him, <laughs> right? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. He's deep we're, undercover. We're, we're, we're going to send him to work at a Catholic school. Right, right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep this up for 15 years, mm-hmm. right? Until until the one team almost wins 10 in a row. We're, we're even gonna hand them a trophy that they didn't actually win on the park with nine yeah. games left in their season, mm-hmm. right? J- right? Just to give them hope. Yeah. And Is this that, that COVID thing that we're putting in the water? <laughs> yes, it's the COVID thing. Try. Yes. So we, yeah. That's exactly. Our, our man in Wuhan have this covered. Don't worry Billy about it. Billy Collum and COVID. It was all the yes. same fucking plan. I just love the idea of, you know, Batman sitting there with Michael Caine in the cave and the two of them are sitting and he's got all the, the, the screens up and up pops Stuart Doncaster and he's like, he's somebody we need to look more into, Alfred. And he right. says, right, don't worry, I'll go, and, I'll go and tell Morgan Freeman to invent something that will help you get there. And it's ludicrous. Honestly, Shane, you have it because think about it. COVID <laughs> column... Oh. Both there start with C. COVID nineteen. You put one plus nine together. That's ten, Which as in ten in a row. Park. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it's pretty obvious when you think about it that 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 is where you would go. And I, I mean, even the questions that got asked, or do you mean the English Premiership? Because you get four hundred million quid for winning it. No, oh. the SPFL. <laughs> How much do oh. we get for winning that? You get three point one million. Sorry, did you mean 310? No, 3.1. And and a used car. Yeah. Yes. And the guy sitting there at the meeting going, it costs us 3.1 million today to get the serviettes printed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
how arrogant do you uh, not arrogant, how stupid and self-involved and solipsistic do you have to be to believe that yeah. shit yeah oh, i can't I, there have been some great threads there who's the well one of the mental bastards he had like he had like a 30 item fucking thread that that made Hendry's you know parody of of uh, how how we would undo the ten in a row Ma- mm. made that look very fucking reasonable by comparison, very reasonable. Just utter nonsense, it really is. And and again, it's that excuse that they then take the fact that they think their football team gets you know discriminated against, and that's the reason why I've failed at everything in my life. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do, do you know something, pal? No, it isn't. <laughs> I would explain it to uh, you, but unfortunately, the warden is telling me it's visiting time is over and I have to leave. Speaking yeah. of, Stu wants to know, how difficult do you think it's been for Lee Griffiths to explain what a text message is to his girlfriend with the socials down? <laughs> Imagine what he was having to talk to her last night, I'd assume. So. <laughs> well, probably unpleasant for everyone concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well may, maybe they were watching as jordan spears wants to know seinfeld's now on netflix is it worth a watch and what's your favorite comedy of all time mm. uh yes and seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's kind of it i i you know, I, I, I said this on twitter though it's like if, you, if you're new to it you know it's the, the first couple seasons are well it's not the show it became no, um, it's no, very, no, no. very different. Like there, there's narrative arcs that span multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like lessons learned. And it's right around the middle of the third season where, where they kind of I mean, well, one the, the marine biologist episodes, the one where they kind of hit on the idea of, wait, we, we can just make four stories that have nothing to do with each other and uh, don't carry on to the next episode at all and just stick them all together. Right. And it'll be really funny. And so that's kind of. Where that one hit. But is it, that a titleist? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chip in here. Um it's not funny. You <laughs> need to be an American to get it. Um you need to be an American who likes that sort of observational comedy that observes things that don't actually happen. And you need to have the patience of a fucking saint to not think these are the most annoying human beings I have ever seen acting in the most annoying fashion possible and I wish them all to die. So I personally <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. Um, you, you probably want to go for something that contains, you know, jokes and uh yeah so i i no not for me and it's odd because you're the country that gave us the simpsons right one of the mm-hmm. driest funniest absurdest uh, seven series of utter genius and then you'll come in with seinfeld you're going it's really funny you're like why are they all hiding under the table oh he's lost his keys oh mm-hmm. that's funny right. um no not 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 for me and look it's a matter of opinion but i'm right Right. Right. So, and fa- favorite show, I'm going to guess Mrs. Brown's Boys. That's what I'm hearing. Is that... uh, Father Ted would be up there. Father Ted yeah. would certainly get an honorable mention. Favorite show for me is the Simpsons series, Simpsons. series, series two to, to yeah. series two. Simpsons. Uh, yeah. If I, I have back. the deciding vote, I'm going to say, sure. It um, should be pointed out that Todd's Canadian. Yeah. 
So it kind of makes sense because, you know, the Canadian sense of humor is anchored in both the UK and America. So, yeah, I would say um, there there admittedly there are episodes of, of Seinfeld that are god awful. I get it. But there are other things. There are other moments that are great. But I think it's telling too. like the last time that I was in New York City, we went to the NBC. We went to 30 Rock. And their gift store there still had like a no soup for you mug. And I was like, wow, we're still pushing that, are we? Like, no, but you, like you still, no, but you still get like, even over here, you still, you go into like clothes shops and there's friends t shirts and stuff. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I yeah, think, yeah, that, yeah, but I mean, you know, it was culturally important. No, yeah. but it was, it was culturally important. The soup Nazi episode is quite funny. There you go, right? Okay. Yeah, and, and, and anything with Jerry Stiller in it. Is um, instantly fucking yeah, hilarious. That, 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 and a friend, a friend of mine was actually in it. One of the one of the guys I started out doing stand up comedy with, Alan Watt. He was the guy that sold Kramer the rancid hot dog in the movie theater. Oh yeah, 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 yeah cool. Yeah. Very funny gentleman. Very funny gentleman. Um, I think that you know if you, uh, what I would recommend if you haven't seen it would be Frasier. Um, Absolutely. Oh, no question. Which well, or, or or Cheers. Or Cheers. Or Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, yeah just, just start just, there. Just start with Cheers actually. Yeah. Um, Ooh, you could you could recreate uh, Must See Thursday, like you could you could recreate that entire thing where you kind of well, like. Uh, uh, we're, but we're not bringing back Cosby, right? No, 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 no. Skip that. Oh, skip that. So we'll start. <laughs> so we'll start. We'll start with we'll start with um with Seinfeld. Then you go to Cheers, and then uh if you're lucky, uh you can skip uh Wings, and then you go to Night Court, and then yes. there you go. See over here when, oh, when Night, first... Night Court's coming. I'm so happy. Night Channel... Court's coming. Channel 4 imported American sitcoms kind of en masse. They were the first to do it. You would get American sitcoms over here, like Taxi. Um, yep. It was on the BBC. No laughter track. MASH over here had no laughter track as well. Ah. B- BBC showed it. Weird uh, that a comedy about the Korean War wouldn't have yeah. a laughter track. <laughs> but the thing is, now the repeats that are on, because, you know, there's channels that show everything, it, yeah. it's the American one. It's got the laughter track, and it seems weird to me and, and distracting. And I don't mind laughter tracks, or I accept they're a part of, of sitcoms, mm. um, but it just it jars so much. But, um, yeah, so we would get, like, American sitcoms, but as I say, they tended to be sort of hidden away at like, you know, 1025 on BBC Two. Um, and it was only really the fact my dad was was like a nut for these things that uh, I was I was able to see a lot of them. Uh, taxis worth a watch as well. Ta- taxis. Brilliant. Yeah, taxis no, it's just... night, night, night Court. Night Court back. With John Lorcat. Well, it never mm-hmm. really, Nikon never really came over here, but on a Friday night, Channel 4 in the 80s, and everyone my age will remember this. Uh, you, nine o'clock, You'd get Cheers, nine thirty. You'd get the Golden Girls. Now that is a good fucking hour of television, folks. And yeah. it used to kind of, and it means a lot to people my age because it kind of, you know, that was the weekend. You were allowed to stay up late. It was a Friday night, you know, no school the next day. If you were like me, you know, maybe lucky enough to be going to Ibrox the next day. So it's such a good memory. So I did wonder when I went back to watch Cheers, you know, is it that, is it that warmness I have for it that no, it's still fucking funny. Yeah, still it's funny. still very good. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, that's gonna be it for the questions. Because <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're on an hour and a half. Yeah. Even though, even with the break for uh, Brian the Gardener. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry, in the, guys. In the, in the words of uh, Rage Against the Machine, "Fuck it, cut the cord." Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I still think that this is you know blatant, blatant anti people with with garden <laughs> prejudice. Um. You know, he's away, he's quite happy, he's got his money, everybody's, mm-hmm. everyone's a winner, I've got a nice mm-hmm. garden that's looking all lovely, yep. 
Um, so I, I, I just think I've been I've been yeah. wrongly accused. I feel like Tom Selleck. And then I, uh, I take I take care of my lawn like uh, Steve Martin in My Blue Heaven. It's a nice day for a mow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, have, no, you, I, have you guys I, watched the uh, the only only murders in the building when they were this? No. No, what's that? God damn it. What? Well, that 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 time I did lose you. See. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> well, we well, were here, so I don't yeah, know we what were, your problem is. We, we were here, um, and we have no idea what the only murders in the building are. The 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 the, the Steve Martin Martin Short uh, program on on Hulu. It's very good. No. Well, very I, good. Probably, we probably haven't got it yet. Yeah. You bastards nope. get you bastards get everything for us except the Sopranos movie for some reason. Yeah, it's very strange still. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. all seen it. Do you want spoilers? Uh, I think I know how it ends up turning out down the line. I, I feel oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony grows up to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fuck it. Let's get out of here. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. So there we go. Todd, you can find online all the stuff. HeyIt'sTVA.com. Find him on Twitter at HeyIt'sTVA. Thank you, Todd. Pleasure as always. Thank you. David, of course, you can find on, uh, well, it seems like less heart and hand stuff now. It's kind of getting back to normal. Yes. But, uh, but, uh, Hallelujah. At, uh, at Irox Rocks. He's, he's there always. We two shows to do tonight, though, which is unfortunate. Hey. It's me just midway through my my shift so far today, but uh, I'm just happy to to keep it going. I've got you know that three grand ain't gonna last me forever, so mm-hmm. I'm keep it working. <laughs> All right, I'll be honest, to say that three grand isn't gonna see out the day if I'm being honest. I was honest. gonna say no. you, you haven't bought shoes yet. <laughs> I actually did buy shoes when we were on, so I've got shoes. <laughs> 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 no, I, I did buy shoes, yeah. Um, uh, but, and a tie pin and a tie so you know we're all we're all we're, we're set you know we're set if you see me at the dinner yeah. next week just come up and go hey nice suit i'll go hey thanks um don't don't come so close but yeah uh anyway i'm all over heart and hand nice yeah nice that's yeah. it so we'll uh we'll be back tuesday uh, assuming the internet still exists <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get fucking lucky <laughs> yeah. maybe i'll actually go down for good That'll be it. So we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Some people call me the space cowboy. 